Welcome, everyone. Glad to have you here this morning. I'm going to read a whole list of things, and I, I could read add a dozen or um, probably a thousand more to this list, but I want you to listen carefully to this list and see if you can identify all the things that these things on this list has in common. Okay? Listen carefully. See if there's, there's one thing. There, probably, there might be more. This is kind of like a game. You know, they have those game shows where you try and find the commonality. Well, that's what we're going to do here. See if we can find the commonality on these things. Okay? Listen carefully to the list. Money. The present. Family. God. Friends. Family. Well, I already said that one. Driving. Flying. Home. Technology. Government. Military. The past. A job. Spouse. Kids. Travel. The ocean. Sunsets. Rats. Spiders. Control. Knowledge. The future. I mean, I, I could probably add a thousand more to those things to that list. But can you think of one thing that all those things have in common? Well, vowels, okay. <laughs> They're words. Lots of things I guess we could have in common. Sorry, what was that back here? Created, okay. Life, okay, maybe. I, I, I think... I think that the one I'm looking for here, and I think we often miss it, and we probably don't even understand it, is that it's this word, it's called fear. Not, not, not everybody fears everything on that list, but everybody on that list, there's, there, there's, there's at least somebody, and more than likely probably somebody in this room, that fear everything on that list. Let me read the list again. Listen carefully and think about it. Money, the present... Family, God, friends, driving, flying, home, technology, government, military, past, a job, spouse, kids, travel, ocean, sunset, rats, spiders, control, knowledge, and the future. Now you may think, well, sunset. I mean, how, how, how could somebody fear sunset? But do you know for some, when the sun goes down, it brings back a lot of memories. Because sunset means nighttime. And there could be a lot of fear in the night for some people. So, I mean, there's lots of things that trigger all kinds of things. All kinds of things that create, I mean, not even fear. I mean, we use the word fear pretty loosely in this sense, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of other words that come to mind here. Things like anxiousness, anxiety, twitching, nervousness, agitation, stress, distress, apprehension, doubt, concern, suspicion, worry, and we use a lot of those things and we think about, well, that's just life. That's just who I am. You know, that's, that's just the way life is. We have to live in that. That is life. But I want to challenge that thinking. 
Because I don't think that has to be life. I don't think it has to be the way that we should live. I want to read a part of a verse from John chapter 10, verse 10. It's going to be on the screen, I think. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. We love that verse, don't we? We love that verse. That's what we live for. We have this sense that somehow, um, <coughs> excuse me, that somehow God is, that this is the reality of what Jesus wants us. He wants us to have that, uh, that abundant life. But what we miss out is the first part of that light, that verse. I want, we're going to look at that verse again. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that you, they may have life and have it to the full. You see, we, we don't think much about the first part of that verse. We think lots about the second part. That's the part we focus on. But Jesus says they're connected. Because if we don't, if we, if, if, let me put it this way. If we haven't, if we've settled in life and thinking that, uh, that life is about things like money, wealth, position, homes, future, jobs, spouse, technology, all those things, doesn't that remind you of the list I read at the beginning? If that's abundant life, if that's what we're looking for to bring satisfaction in our life, that those things can also bring fear. We're looking in the wrong spot. We're looking for the wrong part. For example, money. People say, well, you know, if I just had enough money, everything would be good. I, I really have, my anxiousness would go away. I would be at peace. I just, I'd be able to live life. I'd be able to enjoy life, all that kind of stuff. But you know what? There's millions of people out there that have millions of dollars and they are not at peace. And they fear a lot of things. Now, I know you're saying, okay, look, I've not experienced that. God, just give me that so I can try it. I want to really prove that that's the way it really is. You know? I mean, all of us like, I mean, sure, I would love that too. But that's not really what Jesus is saying here. He says it doesn't matter. There's millions of people have tried it, and it's not working for them. There's millions of people that have a great spouse, and they're not at peace. There's millions of people that have great jobs, and they're not at peace. And fear rules in their lives. Anytime we are not at peace, we allow fear the opportunity to creep in. For example, I could say one word, and in this room, there will people that will have various levels of anxiousness arise within them. I could say the word mouse. Oh, just the laughter tells me that that automatically triggers a response in people, right? But that's just one word, and it, it triggered enough of a response in this room to know that, that all of us are, are, are facing those kinds of things. That's just with one word. Therefore, oftentimes we try, we seek to avoid those things. Isn't that how we battle fear, anxiousness, worry? We seek to avoid it. We push it out of the side. We're going, okay, if I think about that, then let's, I'm going to think about, I'm, I'm just going to avoid it. I'm just going to push it away. I'm going to, I'm going to go find something else. I'm going to focus on something else. Going to do something else. We avoid things like that. We we avoid the past because we're fearful of it. We avoid certain people. We avoid talking about the future. We avoid going places in fear because we because we don't want to to be in those places. We we avoid 
we avoid things in order, that's our, that's our, our defense mechanism to, or that's our mechanism in battling fear is to avoid. But that's not really, I, I don't think that's what really what peace is all about. Peace is not avoiding. And if we really want to grow in God, we gotta, we gotta face our fears and allow God to handle our fears in a way that will supersede anything we've ever expected. Why? Because then it's Him working in us. It's not us trying to work up something or kind of compartmentalize our lives and divide it up and push stuff aside and going, if I can just get this under the wrap and tie it up enough times and I won't. No. God says, look, I, that's not how to battle fear. That's not how to have peace. I want to give peace that, it, that, that you can be in those places. You can see those people and there, you will be at peace. That's where God steps in. That's where the miracle happens. Avoidance is not peace. You know, we're not, we're not alone in this whole thing of fear. It happened the, after, right after the very first time Adam and Eve blew it in the garden. When things went wrong. Look in Genesis chapter 3 verse 10. He, that is Adam, answered. He says, I, I heard you in the garden and I was Afraid because I was naked, so I hid. Fear has been one of those things that has been, from the moment we, we started messing up, fear has been there. And it has not left the human race since. It always comes back. It always finds a weakness. It always finds an avenue. It always finds an area in which to creep into our lives and to call us to itself and, and, and call us to wrap us up in bondage. And when we're fearful, we're not living abundance life. You see, the enemy wants to keep us in fear. He wants us to keep us in bondage. And he will find those triggers in your life. He will find those people, those places, those events, those words that will trigger things in your life that will cause you to live in fear, in doubt, in suspicion, in anxiety, in worry. Fears are often rooted in, in not always, but mostly they're rooted in things that, were, that are perceived. Things that we may not really understand. Things we may not know. Things about the future. It may happen. It might. It could. Fears are also rooted in the past. Experiences. Sometimes when we've messed up. Sometimes when other people have done things to us. And it holds us. Those fears hold us in bondage of those events. And we're afraid to let them go. And so sometimes we just going, well, I'm going to deal with them. I'm just going to forget about them. But again, that's not allowing Jesus, the healer of all, to come into those parts of our lives and to bring healing. And so we, we push it into the corner of our, of our soul. We push it into some little section of our soul and we're going, I don't want to go back and think about it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm done. And yet it's there. It's there below the surface. And we spend a lot of time, we spend a lot of energy making sure it's corralled in. It's, 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 it's roped up and tied down and shoved, stuffed in some corner some, and make sure we lock the door and try and somehow throw away the key. But that is still a part of our life. And Jesus says, that is not abundant life. That's the enemy 
wanting to remain in your life. Avoidance is not the answer to overcoming fear. Listen to what Jesus or what John says in 1 John chapter 4 verse 18. He said there is no fear in love. For perfect love drives out fear. Because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. You see, that verse in a lot of ways encapsulates a lot of what God is saying to us about fear. Fear about the future, fear about the past, fear about people, fear about all kinds of things. There's no love in, there's no, there's no fear in love. When we are walking with God and in the presence of God and enjoying His presence in such a way, fear can't remain. Because God is there. And when we love God and express our love to Him and have our eyes focused upon Him, fear, fear just doesn't, it has, has no grounds to remain in our lives. I remember when our kids were small and, uh, like, you know, preschool. And they'd, uh, our kids loved the pool, but we, we used to take them when they were really young, we used to take them swimming. And, and you, if you've had kids, you've probably done this with little kids. You stand them on the edge of the pool, right? And you say, jump, right? And you say, I'll catch you. And they look down at the water and they're going, oh man, that water, I don't know. I get in the bathtub and I don't like to put my face in the water in the bathtub, right? And so they're looking at the edge of the pool. But they're, they're, but, but instead of looking at the water, you say what? Look at me. Look at me. Then what do you say? Jump. Trust me. Jump. I'll catch you. And God calls us sometimes to get into the deep end. And it's easy to be looking at, at, it's easy to start looking around and looking this way and looking that way and look at all the things that create fear in our lives rather than looking at Jesus. And when Jesus says, come to me, we start this, oh, oh, right, that, oh, the water, oh, the waves, the storms, the past. Fear can be oppressive. It can be overwhelming. It can be like darkness. So overwhelming that it, it's hard to let go. Fear is often an emotional response to a real or perceived imminent threat, as one person put it. Anxiety is a response to an anticipated future threat. Overcoming fear is about our focus, our target. Who, who are we looking at? If fear is real and it's present and we know it will do, you know, I mean, like if we're standing, I mean, let's, let's be honest. Um, as, as much as we think the mouse is going to hurt us, the mouse is probably not going to hurt us. If there was a lion in the room, I'd be a little bit more nervous of a lion than a mouse. Wouldn't you? How many of you would feel that way? I think all of us would. Okay, so now there's a real threat. There's a lion in the room. But again, if God is in the room, then hey, in Daniel's case, the lion wasn't a threat either. Why? 
Because Daniel's focus was on God. And even if he did die, what did Daniel say? Hey, no problem. I get to go to heaven. I get to go and enjoy my reward. So what's there to fear? Nothing. Not even a lion. Not even a lion. Now, <coughs> excuse me. Fear, fear, fear can take two forms. Fear we often think of as, in the, and I've, a few years ago I spoke on this. Fear has this aspect of fright. That's usually how we perceive fear, right? I'm scared. I'm nervous. I'm anxious. I'm all like that. But there's another, there's another outworking of fear in people's lives. And what is that? How does that work out? Flight. Or, or fight, sorry, right? Fear can come its way as, as in flight, as in scared, running, anxiousness, or as in fighting. Is I'm just, that's gonna happen. I'm gonna, I'm gonna step up and I'm gonna make things happen. I'm just gonna, right? And so fear has two different, two different sides to fear. There's the flight or, or fight side. We, sometimes fear can get us all fired up. It causes an adrenaline rush and we can match it head on and we're gonna, but it's still fear. It's still fear. So this morning, we're gonna take some time here. This, this next part is, I've not done this before, but we're gonna try something a little bit different here. I'm gonna, I'm gonna invite you. Let me put it this way. Being that God spoke about fear so many times throughout scripture, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a, a haphazard guess that 75% of the people here in this room, minimum, have a fear. Either a fear as in flight, as they're something they're scared of, they're gonna run from it, or fear in the sense that there's something inside of them that rises up that causes them to get angry, causes them to get a little bit agitated, because that's often also an aspect of fear. And my guess is it's probably higher than 75%. It's probably 100%, 99%. I, I mean, as I was thinking about this, I thought, yeah, there's some things even in my life that... I mean, I'm not fear of as in like death-defying, I'm going to die kind of thing. But there's fears in my life. There's things that make me nervous, that agitate me. So what we're going to do is this. This is the exercise. I'm going to invite you to... Um, well, we're going to ask Jesus to reveal to you just one. I mean, there could be a thousand fears you might have. But I want, I want, to, I want you to just, I want to ask, invite Jesus to reveal one fear to each, each person in this room. And, um, and then we're going to ask God to show us how we can combat that. Combat it, how he can overcome it, how he wants to work in it. And the way we're going to do that is I'm going to read a whole list of verses. I think I've got about 15. That's not all the verses are on fear. Some have said there's 365. I can't, I've tried researching that out, couldn't find that. But I found another lady who found 145 verses about fear. So there's a lot of verses about fear and anxiousness and worry and so on. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read through these 15 verses. And we're going to allow Jesus to use the written word for him to make, to pick a verse for us that is for you. Don't, don't, don't try and get into all of them. Just ask Jesus to allow one verse to resonate in your soul that will help you deal with the fear that you're facing. Okay? 
There may be two or three, and that's awesome. If you have the Bible app on your phone, you can log in, to, go into the Bible app, go to events, search for Linden Alliance, the service that we're doing about overcoming fear. It's on there, and all these verses are listed there. So if you want to go home tonight and look at them and read them all through, it's, they're there. There's also the link to that lady's website who's got the 145 verses on fear. So that's all there. I have three copies in the on the info center if you want to pick up those 145 verses on fear. There's there. I can make more copies. I can email you the link or whatever. Okay? So, that's what we're going to do this morning. So I want you to, I'm just going to, I'm going to lead us in prayer right now. And I want you to reflect. Jesus, we know that you talked lots about fear. Different forms, anxiousness, anxiety, worry, irritating. Lord, there's lots of... Worry and fear takes lots of forms. But today, Jesus, I I pray that you would allow the Spirit just to reveal one, just one fear this morning in our lives that you want us to deal with. And you want to bring victory for the sake of your name. That you want to bring freedom. That you want to bring life. Not steal and destroy, but you want to bring life. You want to deal with it in our lives. And God, it may take us this morning, it may happen just like that, and God, or it may take, it may take a, a, num- a number of days or weeks or months as we continue to allow you to speak into our lives and to remind us of the fact that we have nothing to fear in you. So Jesus, as we sit here now, speak to us. Reveal that one fear. Okay, got it? God brought one thing to my mind. He brought it to me earlier today when I was doing the same thing. I was asking God about it. So I was going, okay, God, if I'm going to ask everybody else to do this, i got to deal with this. So he, he brought one, one, one issue with, with my mind. Okay? So what I'm going to do now is uh, I'm going I'm to read these verses slowly, one at a time. And uh, you can take a piece of paper or pen, write it down if you have to. Or like I said, go to the Bible app. On your phone, look up Linden Alliance, the events there, the sermon notes are all there. All the passages I've talked about so far and all these ones I'm going to read are all there listed out. That'll just, you can use that as a reflection. Or talk to me after the service, I'll give you the list or whatever. Or there's that list at the back. Okay, so let's, I'm, I'm just going to pray before we start. Lord, we know that your word is powerful and that you speak into our very depths of our soul. And the primary way you speak to us is through your word. God, we know that you speak through other ways. You, you could deal with fear in just speaking to us directly, even through something maybe that I even said to somebody this morning. But normally, Lord, but not normally, but usually your primary way is through your word because your word is truth. And so we ask now, Jesus, that you would take the words that you have spoken long ago that were for people who were dealing, battling fear 
in all kinds of circumstances, probably similar to what we're facing. God, that you would use these verses now to resonate in our soul and to, to bring about a freedom of the life that you kind of want, the life that you want for us. So Jesus, come. Come. Use your word. Isaiah 43, 1. But now this is what the Lord says. He who created you, Jacob, or you, put your name in there. He who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name, and you are mine. Luke 12, 7. Indeed, the very hairs of your head are all numbered. Don't be afraid. You are worth more. You are worth more than many sparrows. Psalm 18, verse 2. The Lord is my rock, my fortress, and my deliverer. My God is my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. John 14. Peace I leave you. My peace I give you. I don't, do not give you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Joshua chapter 1 verse 9. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Matthew 6, 34. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Ezekiel, chapter 3, verse 9. I will make your forehead like the hardest stone, harder than flint. Do not be afraid of them or terrified by them, though they are rebellious people. There's a verse that you probably, well, I know you've all heard before. Psalm 23, verse 4. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Then Daniel chapter 10 and verse 19. Do not be afraid, you who are highly esteemed. Let me read that sentence again. Some of you really need this one. Do not be afraid, you who are highly esteemed. He said, peace. Be strong now. 
Be strong. When he spoke to me, I was strengthened and said, Speak, my Lord, since you have given me strength. Isaiah chapter 30, verse 15. This is what the Sovereign Lord, the Holy One of Israel, says. In repentance and rest is your salvation. In quietness and trust is your strength. Then he gives a warning. But you will have none of it. easy to step outside of it. Psalm 27, verse 1. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Psalm 34, verse 4. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and delivered me from how many of our fears? Oh, all my fears. I sought the Lord, and he answered me, and he delivered me from all. First Peter chapter 5. Humble yourselves. Therefore under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Humble yourselves. Therefore, under God's mighty hand, that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him, because he cares for you. Then Romans 8, verse 15. The spirit you received does not make you slaves, so that you live in fear again. And again, that's, I'm paraphrasing there. And again, the spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. By him we cry, Daddy. Isn't that awesome? We can go to him and call out to him. Psalm 
spirit you receive does not make you slaves so that you live in fear again. Rather, the spirit you received brought about your adoption to sonship, and by him we cry, Abba, Father. The last one from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. This is one God has used in my life. For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power. Power, love, self-discipline. And you could swap out the word timid for fear, anxiety, anxious, worry, whatever. For the Spirit of God does not make us, but gives us power, love, self-discipline. So this morning, as you've, as I've read through those verses, there's a verse that God has kind of popped up and you went, oh, yeah, that's the verse for me. Then you need to spend some time on it. Memorize it. Meditate on it. Reflect on it. Take out your phone. Make it as a note on your phone. Set an alarm so that it, Every day at 12.02, it pops up as a verse, as a reminder to you on your phone. Stick it as a sticky note on your, your mirror in your bathroom, on your nightstand before you go to bed, on the, the fridge, on the cupboard door where the snacks are. Stick it the places you go to remind you that that is what you're claiming for you. And that's the verse God has given for you because that truth is God's word to you. It's God's voice to you. God is speaking to you. There may be another. Look for another one. Maybe there was two or three that popped out. Maybe there wasn't any. Then let me encourage you to go to that website. Like I said, it's on the thing, or there's three copies out in the back. Pick it up. Look at it. There are lots of verses that God can use to give you strength and courage to face your fears. Not to bury it. Not to avoid it. Because God wants to be our Redeemer. He wants to save us. He wants to change us. He wants to give us abundant life far beyond all the things that our world is looking for. He doesn't give peace the way the world looks. He doesn't give... He he may include some of that, but that's not the only way he does it. He wants to be a part of our... change our hearts. Jesus never avoided anything that would have scared him. Was he nervous? Yes, he was. In the garden... Biggest example we see. He didn't want to die. Because he knew when he hung on the cross, not only would he be hanging on the cross and facing death, he would be taking all the ugliness of every person in this world with him on that cross. And he knew that. And he's going, I don't want to do that. I I wouldn't want to do that. My ugliness is enough to bear at times. But Jesus says, I will take it all. Everyone's ugliness. Everyone's sin. And yet Jesus says, not my will, but yours. Let's close in prayer. Jesus, 
fear is rampant in our world. It's pandemic. It's explosive. It, it's everywhere around us. We can't go anywhere and not see fear. And I think, you know, you, you go on Facebook or all that kind of stuff. People are always talking about different angles of fear and nervousness and fear-mongering is everywhere. The news seems to love that. But God, you're not... That's, that's the enemy seeking to kill and destroy and that's not what you want to bring. You want to bring peace and harmony and hope and encouragement and strength and love. God, today, today I pray that even as people have met you, that you would have removed, redeemed the fear. But God, we know that those fears can come back again because the enemy is not going to give up that easy. He's, he, he's not going to just step back and think, oh, I guess I'm... They've won on that one. No, he's going to come back and he's going to come back at us again and again and again. And Jesus, we pray that you would remind us to, to meditate, even as the psalmist did, day and night upon those verses that are promises of your faithfulness to us in combating fear. And God, as we get this, this one fear today, as, as you give us victory over that one fear, Father, lead us to the next one that you want to bring victory for. So that we can, we can enjoy that abundant life that you call us to enjoy. Lord, lead us. Lead us as a body. Lead us as a church. Lead us into the freedom from fear. Because Jesus, you came to take away the enemy who has control of fear of death, even as Hebrews says, Luke says in Hebrews. So lead us. Lead us into that. And God, we will give you the glory because it's your work in us. It's not us. It's you in us. And we will rejoice in that every day. Lord, let us be thankful for the freedom you bring from fear in this one area today. In Jesus' name. Amen.